Welcome to the Philosophy Podcast. I'm Bethany Rail, the founder and leader of the Philosophy Real Estate team. Our mission is to make real estate approachable so that everyone can utilize it to build wealth. I'm here with Marisol Ross, one of our top producing realtors who is investment savvy and excels at truly listening to and powerfully advocating for her clients. Hey. And we are also here with a good friend, Grant Mason. He is an incredible lender that we work with all the time. Um, I'm sure you guys, we've talked about before that one of the main things that's really important for us in a transaction is having a trusted lender on our side. And there's a lot of bad lenders out there. So you want to make sure that before you work with the lender that you have a good referral. And Grant is one of those amazing lenders that we could refer all day long. <laughs> well, I, I could say the same back to you guys. Yeah. We we love referring you guys out more than love anything. It. So there's a, uh, there, like anything in professional, you know, anything in the professional space, there's bad lenders, there's bad advisors, bad contractors, bad there's realtors. There's definitely bad real estate agents. There's definitely bad real estate <laughs> out, agents out there. But I can say working with you guys, it's been incredible. I mean, I could stress this to the highest standard that you guys have a connection with the clients that not very many people can mm. can can bring to the table. Right when you when you establish a personal connection with somebody, you're putting yourself in their shoes. Then you are now you're not a salesperson. You're now a consultant. And in our world that we're moving into, that's what we need. So anyway, thank you guys for kind of having me on here today. Yeah, thanks so. for joining. Well, we're so excited to have Grant on to talk about um, his philosophy on why no one should ever sell their first house. Absolutely. Do you want to introduce? Absolutely. Well, that? We, we all know, like you know, everybody's on social media. They're bouncing around all these ideas of invest in real estate, have rental properties, grow that real estate portfolio. But, you know, there's lots of different opinions out there. There's a lot of different creative ways to do that. And how do we bring it down, guys, to a first grader level, right? Like, is, is that the way to do it, I think? Like, totally. bring it down to a first grader, simple version level. Um, you know, I'm guessing you guys, what's the number one question you guys get? You know, like, how do I start? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. We don't even know where to start. We don't totally. even know where to What's start. What's the first step? Yeah. Right. So you guys have clients that are that are probably renting right now, or even people who own their first house, mm-hmm. um, or even people that have sold their first house and they only they only own one house right now. I think this applies to about every single one of those individuals. So if you're someone out there, you're kind of sitting here pondering. You're trying to do your self-taught research, and you're bouncing back and forth ideas from even mom and dad and other you know, grandfather and you know, those people that have pulled it off. Uh, you know, I think this is definitely going to apply to you. But, you know, before you invest in real estate, all of us in here, we all own real estate. We all have rentals. We build up that portfolio, right? Mm-hmm. But the first thing I would say before you even start to invest into real estate long-term and, you know, have even a rental property, we got to ask the question here. First one I always tell everybody, you know, are you driven in real estate? Yeah. Would you guys agree? Yeah. Are you yeah. passionate about it? Are you passionate about it? Right? Because having tenants, there's, there's, you know, you now have a responsibility that, you know, puts you guys at the highest level, right? Someone's living in that house and you're responsible for them, mm-hmm. right? So you have a passion for it, right? And, you know, if you're going to get a call from your tenant, are you going to answer it and be proud to answer it yeah. and go, I'm, I'm going to jump on this phone call immediately because I have a passion for it. So I think that's like the number one question. Would totally. you guys agree? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. And then I, I would say like that second question, you know, if you were planning to invest into real estate long term, grow that portfolio is, do you know how to save? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Do you know how to save? Are you a good, it, like much like working out, you have to go to the gym every single day, you have to commit to it, build that craft, your finances are exactly the same way, right? Do you know how to save? Do you know how to stick to a routine and a plan? 
right? Mm-hmm. So if you can if you can answer those two questions, I think that's the start of your real estate journey. Literally, if you don't even own real estate yet, that's the start of your journey. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you kind of have to get those things in order to be able to get real estate in the first place. Exactly, exactly. So I, after those two questions, I mean, let, let's kind of start the, you know, the conversation next of, you know, how do we get that first investment property, mm-hmm. right? If you're, how do we get it? And I would say too, like, and I would say the answer to that would be to meet with one of us, first of all. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then, um, but I would also say like, even if you're before those two steps, so let's say you're not really sure if you're passionate about real estate. Mm-hmm. Let's also say you're not really sure if you have enough money saved. Still, the first step would be to have conversations with us because we can also help you answer those first two yeah. questions. Ha- having a conversation is is not, it, it can't hurt at the no. end of the day, right? It's like going to your, I just compare everything to going to the gym, right? You go to the gym and you talk to your trainer about, hey, what, what, what's going to be best for me? Because it's going to be different for every single person mm-hmm. out there, right? So, you know, let's go on to, you know, you want to build a portfolio, but what's the first way to start? Well, we all like to say, when we take it down to its essence, buy your very first house. Buy your house. You need to move into it. Yeah. yeah. Buy your house, move into it for the long term and live in it, love it, paint it, do all the things that we love to do in real estate. But that's your very first step to being a real estate investor. You need to own your own property. Yes. Right. It lets you get a feel for what the process looks like, what owning a home looks like, mm-hmm. what goes into all of that. Exactly. exactly. And I mean, you need to live somewhere. You got to live somewhere. So yeah. you're like, buy, and buying a house is the most financially mm-hmm. lucrative place to have a place to live. Absolutely. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you, you've got you've to live somewhere. The laws of nature say we have to have food, we have to have water, and we have to have shelter. So no matter how you look at this, you're going to have to have a shelter expense, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And part of that is, you know, we need to own our first house. You need to live in it. You need to love it. And um, I'd say most importantly, your wife needs to love it as well. (laughs) (laughs) That does help, yes. Uh, It does help as as well. Um, You know, living in a house that you move into, it's going to teach you a lot of those different responsibilities that comes along with being a homeowner. Could you guys agree? Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot lot that goes into it, and um, there's a lot of moving parts to owning a house. And then another thing that a lot of people just from the lender perspective is that when you're buying a home for yourself, you're going to save a lot of money than if you mm-hmm. buy a home as an investment property. Exactly. Exactly. So um, when you buy a house, it's, there's lots of different titles that you can go and, and how you title the property. You have a primary house. You have a secondary house. People know that as a vacation house or you have an investment property. Each one comes with different terms. The best term is to buy your house as a primary residency. Mm-hmm. Lowest interest rate, great terms, low down payment. You get to keep your cash on hand, right? Let's flash forward here a little bit. Let's say we bought our house and we've lived in it for quite a while, right? We've grown some equity. We hope it's appreciated. We probably added some value to it, updated some appliances or something like that throughout time. And you're at, you know, you're at church, you're at lunch, and you're talking to one of your realtor friends and you go, yeah, I think we're about to outgrow this house. Two mm-hmm. kids, two kids are now in the household. Things are starting to get a little crowded. We're starting to think about what's that next step, right? Mm-hmm. You have two options. You can sell your house or you can keep it and turn it into your first investment property. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. I look at this and as boring as this sounds, you owning real estate is part of your retirement plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Absolutely. It, 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 it sounds so boring. It's one of the most helpful things you can do to plan for your retirement. Exactly. Okay, to be honest, it doesn't sound boring to me. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. This is part of your retirement plan, right? So let's flash forward here. Let's play. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. If you sold your house, let's say you, you net 50k, mm-hmm. right? You have 50k. Put it in your next house, and no harm, no foul, right? Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Now let's flash forward to you sold your house and you were 30 when you bought it. And now you're 65 years old. What do you guys think your house is worth? Over those, over that time period, if you, a lot more, a lot more, a, a lot, lot more. like exponentially more, exponentially. So you bought it at three hundred fifty thousand, and if you sold it a couple years later and you netted fifty grand on it. Congratulations, let's clap it out. But if you now are seven, it's like you're seventy. Is your house worth four hundred k? You've grown a digit. It's it's a it might be worth double. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you sold your house here, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Your net worth would be significantly less is if you sold that house. Yeah. Yep. Right? Now let's go back. You're sitting at you're back at lunch talking about what what options there are, right? If you kept it as an investment property. Mm-hmm. Right? And you do the move up buy, right? Mhm. Yeah. Move up buy, we keep our house, make it an investment property. What do you guys think your net worth is going to be whenever you're 70 years old? A lot more. A lot, a lot more. more, yeah. Lot Especially more. if you're upsizing. Now you have two properties and you could, you know, if you bought something that was twice as much as what you bought the first one for, you now have three times as much real estate appreciating as you did before. Exactly. And exactly. let's, I mean, this is kind of going off of this, the, the grand plan, but let's say there's a huge snag in the plan. And let's say at any point in your life, you get to a point where you, you're desperate and you need, I don't know, a bunch of money. You can always sell one of those properties. Always can you know, sell. The, yeah. the goal is it's to always- never sell your first home, but let's say you have to. It's there. And you've placed your money in a, like you have your money sitting in a place that's safe, yeah. that's going up. You, you can always sell this. And let's, let's, play, let's keep playing the game here, right? How do we get our cash to buy the next house? You usually okay? sell your first one. Yeah, you have to sell your first one. But the good news is that your house is now appreciated that you currently own. There are different ways out there. I don't want to get into the math and nitty gritty here because it's different for everybody. But you can leverage your first house Mm -hmm. with a nice and simple home equity line of credit. And you can use that line of credit to buy your next piece of real estate. That can be your down payment and that can pay for the closing costs. Do you want to just like really briefly explain if someone's never heard of a home equity line of credit, Mm -hmm. what exactly that means? Yep. So if the home equity line of credit is basically a credit on the current equity that you have in your house... So if you have $100,000 of equity, you can pull out a certain percentage of that equity to use for other real estate needs, renovations, anything mm-hmm. along the lines of that front. So we don't, um, you, there's always times that you can do cash out refis. There's, there's all these different phrases out there. Again, I don't want to get into too many details. This is why you hire professionals that, that are in your corner of the ring no matter what, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. This is, this is a 3,000 foot first grader view of what you can do, right? So yeah. you can pull out a home equity line of credit and buy your next house. You would, we would move in a tenant and do your first house. Mm-hmm. You're renting out that property, right? Here's how I look at it. On your very first investment property, I remember my wife, Michaela, and I, we were, when we were looking at this math, if let's just say you broke even on your first investment property, your payment was two grand, you move a tenant in, you make, and they're paying you two grand on the dot, mm-hmm. right? Are you guys actually making money off of that house? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's say there was zero appreciation. Are you guys still making money off that house? 
Uh, Absolutely. I, I want to say yes, but can you explain why? Yeah. So <laughs> in your mortgage payment, there's something called principal. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming everybody that's listening to this call here has something called a 401k. Mm -hmm. 403b, they have IRAs. They have all these different investment accounts. They save money in for retirement. So long story short, part of your mortgage payment, there's a principal portion of it. And if your, payment, if your tenant is paying that principal portion of your, of your mortgage payment, that is like a little 401k that's building up in equity mm -hmm. over time. And um, so you are still making money. Next, next benefit. All of us hate Uncle Sam to one shape or form. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? He reaches into our paychecks and we have to pay Uncle Sam a percentage of our income. Yeah. Is that correct? So if you own, if you're, uh, let's say you're W-2, right? You have a salary job or hourly. Um, you can't really itemize your expenses, right? You, that's earned income. It's taxed by the government. Mm -hmm. If you own real estate, there are ways that you can basically deduct and depreciate your real estate. It's very easy to do. It's just simple. You have to own real estate and you get this benefit. There's no other loopholes or anything like that. I don't, I don't want to get too crazy with it, but it's going to help you on taxes. Yeah. Simple enough? Yeah, really. that's good enough. And when you compound over time, there's no such thing as never appreciation. Like, it will always catch up eventually. Oh, plus, for sure. rent goes yep. up every year. Unless so. you plan on buying something and selling something three months later. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's no such thing as never, it never exactly. appreciating. So a lot of people here, it, it was, we can flash back again, but a lot of people, they, they want to be flippers. They talk about wholesaling. They talk about, you know, um, I want to be a builder. I want to have investment properties. There's lots of different ways to do it, but I think the, the, the simplest way to get into real estate is to buy your first house and then to expand on from there, make that first house your investment property and continue to leverage it over time. If you want to build a real estate portfolio, great. If you only want, want to own one house because um, you know, we don't want a lot of risk, we want to keep it simple, just keep the one house, do the move-up buys with your second one. Never sell that first house. My goal would be in retirement for everyone of my clients that I work with, this is why I meet everybody in person. This is very, this is a big deal, yeah. right? And um, my goal for every single person is to start thinking about if you are buying real estate, what's the retirement plan, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I want to talk about one more thing here. If you own a lot of real estate, you have to be a good saver. Yeah. You have to be a good saver. To, own, to, to leverage yourself with banks, they want to see you have cash, mm -hmm. right? So... Being a good saver in real estate, what does that mean? That means that you should have a budget where you're putting money into a savings account every single month. You should also be putting money in retirement accounts, mm -hmm. right? Because the bank, when you own lots of real estate, they're going to say, okay, well, what if, what, what, you know, what if mm -hmm. right? They want to see that you have savings, mm -hmm. right? And I want to see that you have savings, right? So when I'm advising clients on getting their first Airbnb or however they want to talk about renting out their property, we're talking more about long-term here, right? Just 12-month tenant. But build up savings, put money into investment accounts, save, 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 have a plan. And, you know, long term, you'll look up and you'll be like, oh, my gosh, we are now financially free. Right. Yeah. Is that is that is that is that simply said right there? Yeah, yeah that's great. And just um, I wanted to share like a little success story about this. if That's OK. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so and this is obviously one very close to my heart. So my dad, actually, when he was, I think, 20. He was a junior in college, mm -hmm. and he lived in this condo very close to University of Maryland. And But it was like it was like five, ten minutes driving, and he just decided, I'm going to buy this condo. So he negotiated with his landlord. He bought the condo. Um, 
with like basically every scrap of cash he had, um, put tenants in it. He was less than breaking even at the beginning. Um, and then, um, you know, after a few years, he was breaking even. Breaking even. After a few more years, he was um, suddenly making money. He kept that home until I think five years ago. That's awesome. And so, I mean, that is almost thirty years. And in those thirty years, University of Maryland expanded, and so the condo by the time he sold it was literally across the street from campus. And so the home appreciated like crazy, and he was able to make, to meet all of his financial goals. And at this point, you know, he had three kids in college and he um, was able to contribute to their tuition. He was able to make repairs on our home. And then he netted so much that he eventually bought a beach house (laughs) years later. And now he's like, now he's like flipping that and he like loves it. But he'll keep that for a really long time too. And um, so anyway... Yeah, I, I think the good thing that this, of that story, this it, this is not new. Exactly. This has been around for a long time. People have been doing it. No one's talking about it, though. Exactly, yeah. Right? We, we're trying to get too creative with it. Like, this is really simple. Just he bought his house and he kept it, and then he broke even on it. for. Th- let's just say he broke even on it for 30 years. Yeah. He it made really, a bunch of money. It really is the best example of time is money. Like, mm-hmm. it's the amount of time that you hold something that really, really compounds. And if you, yeah. I mean, if they say if you, I've heard this somewhere and I don't have the numbers, but if you look at, like, the top percentage of people in the, in the world of that make the most money, most of them made it mm-hmm. via so, real estate as, like, a side thing. It's not like they're real estate investors by trade, but real estate is how you long-term make money. Yeah, yeah. I, I put it this way. So, so I, I'm a younger individual in real estate. And when I was in college, when I first got down to Nashville, what I did, and I still have it at my house framed, not joking with you guys, it's actually hilarious, it's on a notebook, piece of paper. I made a list of all the richest people that I knew. I made a list and I went down the list and I called every single one of them and met with them. Long story short here, when you look at every single, they all had one thing in common, every single one of them, it was real estate. Yeah, always. Every single one. At a minimum, they owned, they owned, their, they owned, they owned their primary residence. And by the way, out of the 20 names, that was one person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of them had commercial property. Some of them had just one investment property. Some had 20, right? It depends on your risk tolerance over time, but they yeah. all had one thing in common, which is real estate. And, and again, when you go and meet with those people, the biggest lesson, the biggest thing that they, that, you know, when you, biggest thing that they taught me more than anything was Grant, my family, when, that, when I made $20, ready? They told me to go put 10 in the bank. And I could spend the other 10. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Right. Yeah. And that's how they've, that's how they've done everything. That's how the, what their philosophy is. And real estate was, I mean, you can't get rich by just saving in the bank. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Go meet with a financial advisor tomorrow and ask him if I save just all my money in the bank, don't ever invest. How much will I have whenever I'm older? You're losing money. Inflation yeah, you, will eclipse anything you're saving. Exactly. Yeah. Of course, your income is your biggest asset always. But mm-hmm. if we're just putting money in a savings account and we're not investing and leveraging ourselves and building building up and uh, taking on a little bit of risk, yeah. right, we're actually going to lose money long term. Yeah. It's a crazy yeah. concept when you really start thinking of it. It's so wild. I'd say yeah, long last bit here. I'd say like one more thing here. Now we kind of have our, if, if you're kind of pondering that very first house, that very first investment property, this is missed in real estate. Real estate is an active investment, not a passive. Absolutely. Yeah. 
a good way to say it, guys? Yeah. Like, we want, you're going to be involved with this house, and you need to be active with it. It's not passive. Passive yeah. is when you put it in the stock market, you don't have to look at it anymore. It's a active investment. You're going to have to touch it. You're going to have to take care of it long term and make yeah. sure that, you know, you know, it's something that's going to grow for you. Mm-hmm. You, know, yeah. you can't just forget about it. Yeah. Well, this has been such a valuable conversation. Thank you so much for joining us, Grant. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please like and subscribe. And then if you are interested in having a conversation about getting started, we would love to talk to you. You can message Marisol and I at Philosophy Real Estate on Instagram, or you can text Grant and set up an appointment with him as well. Yeah, I like meeting every single person in person if I can or over Zoom if they're a little far away. But, um, you know, I say text me, uh, mention this podcast on that. My number is 317-373-7869. Just shoot me a text, introduce yourself. Um, I'll respond back and then, you know, we can set up an initial phone call for 10 minutes and we'll set up a time for you to come in the office or meet on Zoom. And I'll also put that um, phone number in the description. Absolutely. All right. Thank Perfect. you, Grant. Yeah, thank, thank you, guys. You.